Hello, welcome to the OK Preps Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Barry Lewis and Dean Rule. And uh, we'll start off on a little bit of a sad note, Dean. Uh, this is your last podcast with us, at least on the high school ranks. We're moving some beats around and <clears throat> you'll be moving primarily to OSU starting what right after the bowl game. So uh, your your life on the print beat didn't last too long. But uh, you'll be going back to familiar territory covering uh, the Cowboys for us. So uh, we'll we'll get into some of that later. And actually, uh, just before this, Dean, you and I scheduled uh, the OSU podcast for this week. So we'll be coming at you at 1 o'clock on uh, Thursday. Uh, we'll talk a little OSU. So we'll get into all that. So let's start with recruiting, guys. We're two days away from signing day. Uh, Barry, why don't just at the beginning here, you just kind of give us a sense of the star power of the local recruits this year, how how good how good are this bunch of recruits this year? It's really good. Um, unfortunately, injuries derailed a few of them um, during the season, uh, but overall, it's a very talented group. Whenever you've got as many Power Five schools involved with area football players. You know, it's pretty impressive. I mean, whenever you've got Alabama signing one of your area players, that's always a good start with Cole Adams going to Alabama. And then, of course, Arkansas's got three from the Tulsa area, and uh, that's impressive. And it's just a really, I'm not going to say it, it ranks number one of all time, but it ranks up there. Uh, very good class of seniors in the Tulsa area this year for major college football. Dean, of the seniors that you have seen in the area this year, uh, who might you uh, be looking forward to seeing the most at the next level? Jeez, you know, I, I think you get, like Barry said, I, I didn't get to maybe witness some of the top talent as, as much this year because Cole Adams only played a quarter or a half. Um, I never got to see Chance Wilson either, and I, and I think that kid's going to be a star uh, just based on everything that you guys have said about him and, and getting to read about him and, and watch some highlights. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he goes and does, and uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Luke Haas and his brother Dylan getting to watch both of them and and what they can accomplish because I think they have every intangible to succeed, not just succeed, but be a premier guy at the college football level. Guys, I'll just I'll go ahead, Barry. You were going to say something. I was going to say, I think someone who may be under the radar, who I'm looking forward to seeing what he can accomplish in college, is Cushing's Blaze Berlowitz at New Mexico State. Uh, he's going to go down as one of the all-time passing leaders, top 10 in Oklahoma high school history. And I think New Mexico State has a steal. So... Just like I would feel that whoever is going to sign Metro Christian's Kirk Francis, and that will happen in February, that I think that's going to be a steal for someone. So um, looking forward to seeing what Blaze Berlowitz can do. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, McAllister's Eric McCarty can do at OU. And uh, Devin Robinson at TU, I think we're going to talk about this later. He's also very intriguing to me. So uh, for those who haven't been paying attention or just missed it, Barry, can you kind of, we've talked about Kirk Francis a couple of times on this podcast last couple of weeks. Can you just kind of bring us all up to speed on what's going on with him? He's kind of, you feel he's under-recruited, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
anyone who could throw for 626 yards in a state championship game like he did, uh, I think uh, he deserves a look. Uh, right now, I guess the top offer he's got is from Southeast Missouri State. But uh, I think um, he would be a real steal for someone. I think uh, um, there's some schools right now who really need to be checking him out. He's six foot two. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got the savvy. Uh, I think he's going to be a steal for someone in February. Why do you think he's under recruited? It's just one of those eternal mysteries, Patrick. Why was no one recruiting Josh Jacobs until the very end? Um, you know, it's just one of those things that for some reason, I mean, whether they, um, didn't go to the right combine or camps in the summertime, or they're just not, um, it's just one of those weird things, um, that, uh, and then it seems like on, on those situations, once one major college starts, like you saw with Josh Jacobs, once one major college shows interest, they say, oh, uh, uh, Nick Saban is interested. Well, we better hop on that. You know, our OU's interested. They hear OU's all about to offer. Like, oh, we better check this guy out. Um, so uh, it's just one of those mysteries why some guys who would have, I mean, sometimes it's easy to explain with Mason Fine. We understood that, okay, he's five foot 10, five foot 11. People are saying he's too small. But with people like Josh Jacobs, who had all the physical skills and like with Kirk Francis, uh, there's no reason that they should be getting ignored that I can see. Yeah. So let's talk about TU for a minute, guys. Uh, new coach Kevin Wilson is doing doing pretty well in recruiting uh, so far uh, with some some nice some nice gets, if you will. Uh, let's start with Braylon Presley. Uh, he announced he was going to sign today. He actually did sign. Uh, Dean, you've seen him play a lot. Uh, well, he didn't play a lot at OSU this year, but you saw him play this year. Uh, question for both of you, but we'll start with Dean here. Uh, how do you think Braylon uh, will translate to TU? You know, when you look at Braylon and, and the skill set he has, there, there's nothing stopping him from being great. I do think that he, he's a kid that just give him a couple of years, even not, not even a couple, just give him a year, let him really figure it out. Let, let him learn the system, let him be comfortable in it. And I think you're going to get what you saw at Bixby because he's just, he has the talent and he has the intangibles. I think uh, whether that be at OSU or TU, no matter, no matter either spot, I, I think he has what it takes to, to be, despite being, you know, a lot of people point to his size, like Barry just mentioned with Mason Fine, there was always his size was something people were concerned with, but if anything, I, I I think Braylon's proved he can work with that. He, he proved it at Bixby, and I get college is a much different game than high school, but he's got everything I think he'd want. And if you put him in a role that he works well in, then I think the sky's the limit. And I think it also has to do with uh, not just with Braylon, but you see this in other situations, other sports, all types of level, levels, whether it's basketball, football, um, that it depends why you wonder why some players don't flourish at one place, but they do at another place, whether they, after they transfer or they're traded. And it's because sometimes it's just about how, how a coaching staff views a player. Do they have the right type of plan to use the player's skills 
to their best advantage. And uh, sometimes that's not always easy to do. It sounds like TU has that plan with Braylon Presley. And uh, I'm excited to see him with the Golden Hurricane and what he can do for them because I think um, he's got great potential to do great things there. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I just want to see see him get a chance. Let's just see what, and I know he's only there a year. I mean, I I, I, I know, but I just couldn't understand, given OSU's injury situation this year, why he wasn't at least given more of a look uh, in the backfield. So I, I'm just excited to see what he does with the ball in his hands, and let's just, let's see if these skills translate to college. Um, I think they will, but it's going to be fun. Hopefully we'll just, we can actually, you know, actually see for ourselves on the field. All right, let's stick with uh, to you guys uh, and talk a little uh, Devin Robinson. The, the, the curious case of uh, Devin Robinson from uh, Union. Barry, why don't you take it from there on Devin? Well, uh, Devin Robinson um, committed to TU. He's someone who's been under the radar a bit than TU. Uh, several months ago, offered him and he committed to them, but it always seemed like a soft commitment. I, I mean, there's sometimes when players commit where it seems like it's a really solid commitment. Others are soft commitments until they actually sign. And uh, when players are still entertaining offers from other schools, then you would say that's a soft commitment. And he, uh, Washington State showed a lot of interest in Devin. And uh, from what we hear that uh, I guess Devin was about to be go to them. But uh, Coach Wilson at TU, after he got hired, he re-recruited Devin, and now he's set to sign with TU along within a surprise. Uh, this is a breaking news situation. His teammate at Union, Grayson Tempest, a sort of a do-it-all player, wide receiver, uh, was his primary position this year. He had uh, also played, or he'd spent uh, quite a bit of his career before this year, and even one game this year at quarterback. But uh, he moved to wide receiver this year. He, he just does a little bit of everything. I mean, really good receiver. And, um, of course, you could use him for some trick plays because <laughs> he can throw the ball really well. He's a good returner. Uh, I think he, he's just a winner. So um, he threw um, – that was one of the more memorable plays of that six-overtime game. It looked like for a while that his touchdown pass to Shaker Reisig <laughs> – was going to be the winner in that game, but uh, it obviously didn't turn out that way. So um, Grayson Tempest is a very intriguing prospect, but Devin Robinson is one of those players. He's just he's just a big-time playmaker. I've been really high on him for a long time. So um, um, he, it's uh, to you, Kevin Wilson's making a big statement uh, with his local recruiting so far. And that was a must for the new TU coach. He had to had to be doing better locally than Coach Montgomery did. Uh, so, and I think for several reasons, um, we got a lot of good players here, and uh, we and there are a lot of good players in this area. And also, I think to attract fans, all the you know to reach your potential drawing fans, TU needs to recruit locally. So I think it's win-win when you recruit locally. Yeah, 100%. 
So, Dean, let me ask you a very broad question, and I think we sort of got into it last week, but let's let's get into it again. Uh, this was your first year covering preps, and um, what's your biggest takeaway from covering high school football in this area? Jeez, biggest takeaway. You know, Patrick, you can't drop a big old question like that on me. Uh, <laughs> I think – I think I said it at the beginning of the year, and I'll, and I'll reiterate it again. It's just it's it's such a unique atmosphere, especially on this side of the state. You know, it's just so diehard, and everybody loves it. And it, it still blows my mind that the first ever high school game I covered, twenty three thousand people showed up to watch Big Spin Owasso, and then you get to see it all over again. Uh, not, not, we, we got to see Bixby Wassel play again in the state championship, but you just get to see all these people just come out to these games and support. It, it's, it just feels so, you know, I think sports is always tied so strongly to community and you get to see that every Friday. And, and I think that's just super cool. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from covering this season is you just had people that care and you always hear going out to other States. It's, Oh, this is the the true lifeblood of high school football. I think Tulsa's right up there with everybody else. Everybody loved it. Everybody cared, and you could feel it every Friday night. Yeah, there's a certain energy, right? You can just like from August to December. There's there's just there's just an energy that you can just kind of feel when it comes to high school football. And like Barry just said, you know, it's it's really good here. We have really good players. You know, big time D one guys and. You know, so anyway, well, I've it's it's been fun being with you as you've covered preps this year, and you know, seeing you discover new things and talk about new things. So uh, it seems like you had a fun year doing it, and it was really fun you know, reading your story, reading your stories, and uh, watching you kind of do do what you do. Uh, I'm not going to give you a hard time about your picks. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to remind people where you finished. We already did that last week. We we already brought that up last week. Give me a give me a break. Uh, Fair enough, but so but let's stay on picks for a second. Uh, Bear, you sent out the final standings uh, today. Uh, Bryce McKinnis, he won, right? He did. Yes, he did. He won going away. Yeah, he won going away, and he picked five state champions. Like, how do you even do that? I don't. That's crazy. So, uh, Bryce has moved on to a a full time gig. So, good luck to Bryce. Congrats on winning the picks. Uh, But Barry, let's give a little shout out to Ella Drake, our student picker, real quick. Won't you take that one? Yes, our, the region prep volleyball standout. She was, she had a really outstanding season with the picks. The student pickers collectively had their best overall record I think they ever had. So congratulations to them all. And Ella, who went thirteen and two during a regular season week, and that was one of the reasons she, and that was like the a reason she was invited back to make all the picks during the playoffs. Well, she had a couple notable things in the playoffs. Well, one, the fir- um, one week in the playoffs, she went 13-2. and two. That's really good because it gets tougher in the playoffs. And then the last week of the playoffs, and there's just when there's just three games, she got them all right. The only one of her eight on the panel who got all three winners of the final weekend of the state championship game. So that's really good. She's also the only one to have picked the winners in all three top classes. She swept at Bixby, Stillwater, and Carl Albert. 
She got four state champions overall, which tied for second behind Bryce's five. So Ella Drake, uh, who had her outstanding volleyball season for region prep, she shows that she can pick football too. So congratulations to Ella. Yeah, that's that's fun. That's good. Good to see her doing well. That, that's awesome. Uh, so we're going to take next week off uh, for the holidays. Um, so we'll come at you the week after next. So because of that, Barry, well, let's let's tease the uh, Tournament of Champions real quick. Uh, what do you want to share about that? Yes, the Tournament of Champions scheduled Wednesday, December 28th through Friday, December 30th at the BOK Center. And uh, I awesome field as usual especially at the boys side of the bracket where you've got um four returning state champions from last year um of course Tulsa Memorial, Roth, Bartlesville, Kingfisher, Edmund North, Crossings Christian Union and Dale so it's a loaded boys field and uh it's um and then the girls an outstanding field as well, led by Bixby, the defending TFC champion. And they came so close to winning a state championship last year, uh, just fell short in the championship game, barely. And so it's going to be a fun three days at the BOK Center. And uh, so, and uh, the, it's a really economical buy. I mean, for four, you for $10, you get four games. So that's hard to beat. So it's a great environment, a great field, and uh, I think the from the, at least from the in the girls' standpoint, I think Bixby's considerable favorite. Although they're having to work around the injury of Meredith Mays, Abilene Christian signee, who Bill Hasten's going to be writing about later this week. Uh, she suffered a knee injury, so she's out for the year. But uh, Bixby looks like a juggernaut in girls basketball too, and they're really good in boys basketball as well. Well, with Parker Fredrickson, and of course we know they're a juggernaut in football. So things are going really well in Bixby. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be it should be a fun tournament again. David Castile from Bartlesville, he's one of the best players in the well, he's one of the top players in the country. So it's. I mean, he's alone worth the price of admission. So it's going to be a very fun tournament. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember going to a tournament of champion games, Barry, back when it was at Memorial High School. And it was just, it's its always, yeah, always, always a great event. All right. So Wednesday uh, signing day, guys, why don't you tell us uh, where, where you're going to be? Yes, Dean, where are you going to be? <laughs> I will be in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's where the day is going to start. Uh, get to go see Mike Gundy, chat with him about 9.45, and I'm going to try to swing over to Stillwater High School, uh, see Jacoby Sanders sign, and I'm still trying to get confirmation on if uh, there's a chance I get down to Dell City to see Jaden Foreman, all for OSU. G Gundy's doing his presser from the airport, isn't he? He is. It's going to be exciting. Still want to reach the airport. Place to be. Mike Gundy. Yeah, Mike Gundy from the airport. Love it. And then I'm going to be all over the place. I'll start off at Union, go to Bixby, and then wind up at Booker T. All right. I'll be at Rejoice uh, watching Chance Wilson uh, sign with Montana State. And uh, as of now, no other Rejoice athletes are going to going to participate, going to be involved in signing day, but uh, that could change. They've got a couple of guys that it could change. We'll see. 
All right. Again, Dean, thank you for all you did this year. Uh, it's great having you. I know Barry was a big fan. Uh, you'll do great things on the on the OSU beat. Uh, obviously, you went to school at OSU. You assisted Kelly Hines this year, so uh, you know the beat. You know the team, no doubt about it. So we'll all be looking forward to your great OSU stuff. Uh, Barry, any final thoughts from you? Well, it's uh, signing day is always a fun day because uh, uh, everyone's a winner on signing day who signs and all so it's it's going to be fun it's all it's always a long day but it's always it's a fun day it really is i'm glad you said that barry i it's it's one of the best days of the year like you said just seeing these kids fulfill their dreams and seeing parents and the reaction it's just it, every like you said everybody wins on signing day it's just it's a lot of fun to to, to see these kids kind of fulfill their dreams. So, all right. So that's it for this week. We'll take next week off. Barry and I will be coming at you the week before. Uh, Dean and I will uh, catch you guys later uh, this week on the OSU beat and then going forward on OSU. So uh, guys, happy holidays and uh, we'll see you next time. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs>